Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Well, the Crossover Alliance Kickstarter didn't get funded, but that's okay. We've launched a much more modest Indiegogo campaign, and we have found a matching donor for up to $1,500. So when you contribute $5 at the end of the campaign, our donor will match that contribution. Pretty cool, huh? Go to the show notes for the direct link. This month, we are featuring a story by Jesse Rice. Jesse Rice is a part-time farmer, part-time writer. Jesse enjoys writing all sorts of fiction, ranging from science fiction to fantasy to historical fiction. If he's not busy writing or working on the farm, he's playing his violin, mandolin, or listening to music. He also enjoys watching movies, reading books, and playing with cats. Some days, he likes animals. Some days, he hates animals. But they are hungry, so he can't help but feed them. If you've ever wondered what you get when you combine a writer with a farmer and a Christian theologian, you've found him in Jesse Rice. He is the author of the Kitten Mysteries Children's Series and can be found on Twitter at Jesse O. Rice or on his website, jessericebooks.blogspot.com. Head over to the show notes for all the direct links. Today's story originally appeared in the short story anthology Space Kitties, edited by E. Kaiser Wrights. So now, without further ado, the Untold Podcast is proud to present Cat by Jesse Rice. There once was a cat. There once was a cat in space. There once was a cat in space named Cat. Cat learned many things as she grew but she never learned how she knew her name was Cat. She never knew her parents. She never knew anyone while she existed floating in space. Still, somehow, she knew she was named Cat. But how? That was the greatest question of her life, and she devoted her life to solving it. As Cat lived, she learned that she could solve many questions through only thinking them over. As she passed a star, she learned that she was moving quickly, or perhaps the stars were moving quickly. She discovered the planet's rotated suns, and she found that her speed and trajectory would change depending on how close to a planet she traveled. However, the nature of her life question was such that she could not answer it on her own. She could speculate, but not rationally. She could make assumptions, but all of these ideas had no grounding. Therefore, they could progress no further. She finally decided that she must seek the knowledge of something or someone else. Of course, this was an entirely new concept to her. Ask someone? Could other creatures exist in this cold, bleak environment? As she was thinking such things, something came into her sight. It was a round thing, and blue, and it seemed to be coming closer and closer. Cat stared at the blue, round thing for a long while, waiting for it to come closer and allowing her mind to comprehend it. The blue seemed to be moving. Slowly, Gray was overcoming the blue. Cat realized that the round thing was actually moving, 
twisting in space. She stared, amazed at the fascinating round object as it slowly, slowly approached. As she approached, it grew larger and larger, until Kat discovered that the round was much, much larger than she had imagined. And as she approached, she found that the round was hot, very hot. In fact, as she started to descend into its atmosphere, she felt a great heat which was overpowering. Fire. Flames. Excruciating heat. Cat could hardly stand it. Then, it was over. Replaced by a strange sensation of wetness. Wetness? Was that even the right word? Cat inhaled her first inhalation ever and found the air rather thick for her tastes. It was cold, salty, and tasted slightly of... What was that? Ashes? Cat did not like the feeling of wetness on her lungs. She exhaled, then coughed. She seemed to be rising slowly, but Cat did not wish to wait. For once, she finally had direct control of her movement through her environment. She was going to take advantage of it. No longer was she at the mercy of gravity and solar storms. Cat paddled and clawed for the light which twinkled at her through the air. Then she burst out from the wetness and found herself in a thin atmosphere, but it was thicker than the space in which she had spent all of her life. Cat inhaled slowly, wondering how this air would taste. It tasted dry, ashy, and still salty. Cat bobbed in the wetness, delighting in the bitter taste of the air. Slowly, the novelty of the air wore off, and Cat sought the gray she had seen from space. Her movement was awkward and slow, as the wetness tossed her about and pushed her in directions she did not wish to go. Finally, Cat landed on solid ground. Earth, she thought. I am on Earth. Then she wondered why she would think such a thing. Was this memory instinct that formed part of her life question? Cat could think up many possible answers to this question. Psychic ability, subdued memories, overactive imagination. However, none of these felt right to her, and none of these were undeniably true. Therefore, Cat continued across the sandy, ashy ground and headed again for what? For what was she searching? For whom was she searching? This is madness. The words expressed Cat's sentiments perfectly but they had not been spoken by her. Cat had never spoken in her life, and she hadn't started yet. The words had come from her left, and they had sent a chill down her spine as her eardrum comprehended them. It was like music, and yet like the sound of the wetness lapping up and down the earth. It was also like the sound of her paws crunching against the earth, but in a different way. All the other things made noise, yes, but they did not come together to be comprehended. Those sounds formed together and made sense. They were not merely noise. They were speech. The initiator of the speech came into view, 
He was an all-black tomcat, his hair dirty and covered in ash. What do we have here? he asked, staring at Cat. I am Cat, Cat said, the words forming effortlessly. Something in her brain registered alarm. How could she understand this cat? And why did he understand her? What logic was there to such a thing, that she should comprehend speech when she had never learned it? I'm a cat too, the Tom said. What's your name? Name? Cat asked. I have told you it. The Tom looked at her suspiciously. Who are you? I am Cat, Cat repeated. That's your name? The Tom asked. Cat thought of speaking again, but she did not. She chose instead to merely nod in agreement. Why would someone name you Cat? The Tom wondered, circling her and eyeing her all over. That's kind of a sick joke, don't you think? What are you known as? Cat asked. I'm Tom, the Tom said, smirking. Tom, Cat said. The word rolled off the tongue. It sounded wonderful, just like the other words, yet the word was different. The other words, normal words, were only abstract ideas, words used to discover and comprehend life. These words actually defined life. Cat, Earth, Tom. They could be attributed to a certain thing. They were not merely random words anyone could use. Yet, what had Tom meant when he had asked if her name was a sick joke? From where did your name come? Cat asked. From where did... Oh, you want to know about my parents. Parents? Parents? The word held meaning, yet the definition seemed just beyond Cat's reach. Tom must have read the confusion in her face. My parents. They... He paused, then laughed. <laughs> Don't you know what parents are? Cat shook her head, not wishing to risk speech in her confusion. They created me, gave birth to me, Tom said. They named me. Creators. That made perfect sense. Logically, it was required. Surely Tom could not have sprung out of the air. If Tom had parents, then could that mean I have parents? I should think so, Tom laughed, <laughs> unless you're some sort of weird alien thing. He laughed again, then stopped as he looked at her scorched hair once again. His eyes grew large. The, 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 the meteor. Oh my. He didn't finish his exclamation, choosing instead to turn and run for the hills. Cat stepped forward and called after him, but nothing came out of her mouth except for indecipherable noise. Cat watched Tom vanish into the distance, then started walking. She didn't know where to go, only that she must go somewhere. As she wandered over the barren wasteland in search of company, Cat began to think. She had parents. Tom had stated it as an almost undeniable truth. If he had parents, she had parents. Therefore, a search for them was the only possible resolution. However, would her parents be here? It was logical. If she knew about Earth, then it was possible that her parents habited it. Unfortunately, 
There was also the possibility that her parents had originated from Earth, been born on Earth, and she had been merely told about its presence. Yet that did not explain why she could recognize Earth by sight. It had to be something more than only oral descriptions, did it not? Also, there was the question of how she got into space. If she was born in space, then why did she recognize Earth? And if she was born on Earth, then how did she get into space? If she was delusional about Earth, then why did she look like Tom? Didn't the mere fact that she looked like Tom insinuate that she was from this planet? Cat had no answers, so she continued walking. As Cat walked, she began to take in the scenery. It was quite exhilarating to her yet strangely different than she had imagined. She had seen planets such as this before, though she had never landed on them. Such planets had always been such vibrant colors, blue and green, red and orange, or surrounded by large rings. This planet was dark with little light, and all the ground was gray or a splotchy cream color. As she walked, she stumbled across wreckage lying on the ground. Metal lay twisted in piles, half-melted together. Rocks and debris lay over small remnants of unnatural structures. Strange white sticks curved and connected while shredded fabric covered them and rustled in the occasional breeze. This was a dark, cruel remnant of a world, but Cat knew it not having never seen an energetic, bustling city or a quiet, beautiful country night. Another living creature, yet far different from Tom, lay sitting in the dirt as Cat walked by. As she passed, the creature lifted its head and looked at her. Well, if it isn't a cat, the creature spoke in a tone of absolute amazement. Cat dipped her head in acknowledgment of the creature's words. The creature laughed. <laughs> it's almost as if you knew what I was saying. I comprehend you, Cat replied. The creature gasped and scrambled to his feet. What in the world? He grabbed at a piece of loose rubble and grasped it in his two hands, pointing it at Cat. Don't come any closer. I come in peace. That's what all the body-eating aliens say. The creature swallowed and wiped the side of his face with a sweaty palm. What do you want? Cat could not understand why the creature seemed to be so afraid. It was as if he assumed she would harm him. Even though she did not understand his fear, she did understand his question and answered it to the best of her ability. Do you know my parents? How should I know your parents? The creature snapped, angry replacing his fear. Get! Get out of here! Cat stood still for a moment then moved away as the creature swung the stick at her. She scampered away, glancing over her shoulder to watch if she was being followed. She was not. This was a cruel world, she realized. At least when she was alone, she could believe things were not so. Yet when she was faced with the brutality of others, her insides twisted and horrors arose within her mind. 
What if her parents were like that creature back there? What if they had left her in space, alone, not caring about her enough to remain? Would she really want to know that she was the offspring of such creatures? Say that she was the offspring of such creatures. Would she, too, fall into the violent ways of her parents? Was it possible that her parents had sent her into space to be free of her malice? Cat stopped walking. What could she do? She could no longer return to her sanctuary of space. She was now injected into the evil of this world. Another thought struck her. Was it all evil? She had only met one evil creature, and Tom had been relatively nice until the end. Which was more likely to be the nature of the majority of the creatures on this planet? She set off again, searching for life. She found only ashen desert. A cold, harsh wind kicked up into her face. She set herself against it. It was as if the entire world, not just creatures, was working against her. I only wish to find my family. Her voice was ripped from her mouth by the wind. In here, a voice cried. Cat turned to see a creature, similar in shape to the violent one she had encountered earlier, holding a wooden door open. Behind it was a dark cave. Cat truly wished to be free of the biting wind, but she did not know if she could trust this creature. Already she was growing cynical and suspicious of all creatures, an attitude caused by the cruelty of one. Yet, on a spur of hope, Cat chose to enter the cave. She hurried to a wall and turned, facing her savior, hoping her choice had not been a bad one. It's okay, little cat, the creature said after having closed the door. I won't hurt you. The creature extended a hand, palm upward, a gesture of peace. Cat stepped back, then calmed, but she remained on her guard. The creature pulled the hand back and sat on a large stone in the darkness of the cave. I don't have anything to eat, but at least there's shelter. A wisp of steamy breath escaped the creature's lips. Cat realized the temperature had dropped. That's okay. The creature froze for a moment, then looked inquisitively at the cat. Then a smile broke out on his lips. I must be... <sighs> this is boring. The man stood up straight, stretching his back after having leant over the computer for so long. Is the whole game just a cat wandering around looking for its parents? The man sitting in the office chair, the game's creator, shrugged. The standing man shook his head sympathetically. Look, you're a good author. You have good thoughts, but that's not really what we do here. Introspection and thoughtfulness like this is good in a song or the occasional novel, but you can't put it in a video game. I've been playing for an hour already, and I've not yet been in a gunfight or a fistfight or anything. This is a video game. There's got to be some action. The sitting man shrugged again, as if to say, that's not what I create. Well, how about you try making something a little faster paced, the man said. As for this, this, he fumbled for a word, this story, how about you send it to a novelist and get back to making some mindless explosions, eh? He flashed a quick grin, then walked away, shaking his head. The sitting man sighed and pulled his seat up to sit in front of the computer. He wanted to call after his supervisor, to say that this was not a boring game. 
To say that people would resonate with the search for meaning in a world of chaos. To say that some people don't need explosions or fights. That a good story is admired no matter what. To say that people need to know that even in a world of evil and suffering, there is hope and beauty and redemption. He wanted to say all those things, but he did not. For he had no voice. The game still lay before him. The game which would have been his way of speaking to the entire world without saying one word. His eyes wandered to the last words on the screen. I must be crazy. That's sure how it feels sometimes, he thought, and moved to start a different project. that was our story. I hope you liked it. To be honest, I found this story utterly frustrating. I wanted to find out what happened to Kat. Why was she in space? What drew her back to Earth? Why could she talk? Where were her parents? Who were her parents? And then it's over. No answers thanks to a hyperactive, thoughtless, bloodthirsty culture. This was a brilliant story. Be sure to check out Kitten Mysteries by Jesse Rice with your whole family. Before we go, remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you, introspection and thoughtfulness like this is good in a song or the occasional novel, but you can't put it in a video game. <laughs>